I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, everybody, it's Noah Daniels from the Real Hauntings podcast. Before we jump into this episode, we did bring on a great friend of ours, Devin. You remember here from you remember him from Devin's Demons and some other episodes we've had. But we did want to give a little warning before you listen to this episode. Yeah, we love this interview. Um, Devin was uh, really open and really comfortable talking about some of his past struggles with uh, mental health and some of that dealt with uh, some suicide attempts. So we just want to give you a heads up. Um, but you know, I, I think the, the interview had a really positive and encouraging tone and we just want for any of our listeners who might be struggling with some of those issues to know that you're not alone and that there is help out there. Um, you know, if, if you feel like you have no one to talk to, uh, please call the national suicide prevention lifeline. If that is something that you're struggling with, their number is 800 two, seven, three, eight, two, five, five. Um, and yeah, I really can't, we can't stress enough that you're not alone. And we, as the real hauntings podcast family, we're here for you if you need anything. So please reach out, uh, if you need someone to talk to. All right. On to the show. What's up everybody. I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all. And I'm JJ. Hey guys. I'm Kat. And we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings Podcast. This is a throwback episode. We brought one of your favorite guests on and one of our good friends. Devin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Hey, it's me, Devin. I'm happy to be here. I love being on your podcast. I love you guys. We have missed you on this podcast. You were like two of our very first episodes and... Almost every time we have a guest on, we ask that that is a fan of ours. We ask them what their favorite episodes are, and almost all of them say Devin's Demons. So big yep. fan of yours. A lot of our fans are your fans. So oh yeah, oh that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was such a good episode. It works so well in our trailer too. Just like very oh. like um, the the way you spoke in that episode, it was just very ominous and and pre. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I love that so much. I was a joy to edit. It's a genuinely uh, creepy story to me. Um, I do try to, whenever I tell that story, try to end it in a place where it's like, it doesn't, I try not to leave people with this ominous feeling. Like 
I think the whole point of that was that I was able to do something about it proactively. And then I think even when things are like really scary in this realm, you can always do something proactively. Well, Devin, I'm not sure if you remember, but one of the things you said on that episode was like, if you guys keep, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but messing around with the supernatural, you're going to get some supernatural in your life. And, you know, since the last time we all recorded, we've had that run of ghost noises on our podcast that supposedly allegedly maybe comes from cat and JJ's house. What do you think about those creepy noises? Um, well, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what I said before. Yeah. The more you talk about this stuff, uh, I personally believe and, and my beliefs in this, in this realm are all like theories, but what I, my functional theory is that they kind of live ghosts, especially live off of human attention, whether that's like fear, annoyance, anger. Uh, and, and one thing, a lot of people who, uh, hunt ghosts, quote unquote, and people who like know about ghosts, um, they'll say like, if you kind of want to not have a ghost around, uh, the best thing to do is like, maybe put away any of like, if you're keeping a room like of a lost ones together, the way they put it, that is a surefire way to get a ghost. And some people think that those ghosts don't even want to be there. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, like they're trapped and they're just like, please rearrange the furniture so I can leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, or just that the, the grief, like the people that's just, it, it could just, it could be the literal, the literal thing. Maybe it's doing something energy or it's just the grief, the same grief that's making someone like not move their stuff is also the same grief. That's like energetically holding on to those people. Devin, have you been to Kat and JJ's new place? Yes, I have. Have you ever felt any energies or anything while you've been there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But that's not, um, it would be stranger if I didn't feel anything. Okay. Cause that's pretty um, normal for you anywhere you go. So normal. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, one of the things is, is that like ghosts come and go. And a lot of times they'll even, cause this place has different ghosts in it now than it had when we first got here. Your home. Yeah. My home. Okay. That, yeah, I just pointed down on the screen. <laughs> like all your <laughs> listeners could see what I was doing. I will never forget like us doing a recording at your house and like Johnny D and Meredith were all on it. And you were like, Catherine, there's a, a woman behind you mm -hmm. like a ghost and i literally just like shelled up hunched over could not like look at anybody was hyperventilating that's right <laughs> that's a good that's a pretty good confirmation that like if someone says something to you and you have that much of a reaction it's like i i personally believe that it's your intuition being like yep they're right you know what yeah. i mean you can mm -hmm. kind of tell when someone like tries to be spookier because there's right. a lot of shills in this business. And then you just like, you don't have that confirmation. You're like, yeah, maybe I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my question for you is um, we have a lot of guests come on and say that like uh, they walked into a room and they just felt it, or they were sitting somewhere and they just felt it. And it's something JJ has never been able to really conceptualize because he's never sure, absolutely. felt that. Yeah. How would you like describe that feeling to him? Uh, I could only describe it the way that I personally feel like uh, feel it. And which I, I feel it in a couple different ways. If I get really quiet, um, it's almost like I'm tuning into a radio station. Like I have all my background thoughts, but if I quiet those down and just trying to focus, it, it, it gets a little bit more um, uh, highlighted, the thoughts that I feel like I'm picking up from somewhere else and the feelings that I'm picking up from somewhere else. And it's the same thing happens when I'm reading tarot or something. At first, I'm going to start general, but then like it'll start to warm up. I'll, I'll start to like hit the frequency. And I know I'm not explaining exactly how it feels, but it's like it's it's feeling and understanding when you're dealing with this stuff kind of go hand in hand. It's just like it's it's weird ways of saying like I I've known that this particular feeling predicts this outcome or it, it means that this kind of person is trying to communicate with me yeah like and the before, more you yeah well like before you go on stage you get nerves or what's it called stage fright mm -hmm. and every time you feel that for you know any other thing in your life you're like oh well, that's stage fright i'm nervous totally i i'm actually so happy you brought that up because the the, the feelings you get on stage are so related to psychic and intuitive senses like um, and like especially in improv like jj you you have might not have felt like entities or something but i know for a fact as someone who improvises with you a lot we get into modes where you're yeah. picking up what i'm putting down and it's not mm -hmm. because of anything i said 
And in fact, a lot of times you pick up on things that I'm, my character is actively telling you not to pick up on, you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, you can say things sarcastically and it's all, it's all performance and it's all experience. But at the same time, like as performers, you know, where you're in that groove and you can barely even remember what happened, but you were like, you were mm -hmm. grooving and things were clicking along. That's kind of what it feels like. It's like, it's doing the little things that get you to that point where you kind of can go into that groove. That's really helpful for me because like, um, yeah, like I can, I can conceptualize that. And it like a lot of times when people describe that feeling, I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like if I see a room that looks spooky, like, yeah, I'm going to like feel a little weird and a little off, but like that, what you're describing sounds like a different feeling. Like it's more of like, just kind of having that like gut reaction of like, it starts with the spooky not. feeling though. Like when I was a kid or when I first have experienced certain things, I'm like, why this room's spooky. And then other people are like, yeah, it's spooky. And, and you don't know why at first, but it's getting past the disc because for instance, you kind of did in this conversation, you're like, I've been to a room and been like, this room's scary. Yeah. But then you probably go, I'm just, there's no reason to think that there's no rational reason. And then you use your yeah. rational brain to, 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 to tamp down all of that intuitive sense that popped up immediately. And that's, I, in my personal belief, why a lot of people, um, whether they naturally do it, but like it, it, people tamp down their intuitive sense because it's, it's a very, it's very uncomfortable. It's this big well that you don't quite know what to do with. And even good things can seem scary at first. Yeah. I feel like I've been kind of, I, I don't know, like trained to just be like, okay, like don't trust intuition because it's not real accurate. Yeah. And it's just feelings like yeah. like things have to be like empirical and measurable and so yeah it's hard for me I feel so like the thing that I get hung up on is like what when you get those feelings and you're like oh there's like weird energies what is it that like confirms to you that like those feelings are more than just like a gut reaction to your uh like physical environment and that it's actually like something on like another realm. It's probably like a history of experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the more credence you give to those experiences, the more like it's, it's, you start a conversation with, with this part of the world. Mm -hmm. If, if you are listening, it's going to talk more. And then if it talks more, you have more of an opportunity to try and develop that intuitive sense. Cause I, pers I personally believe everyone has just the same amount of capacity for it. You know, we're maybe be born with different things, but I think that has more to do with maybe soul journeys. I don't know, but I think. And I feel like it's a big culture thing as well, because yeah. like my whole life I've been told to, you know, not, I've been told it's not real. Yeah. I was raised like super conservative and Christian and that there were spirits and we pray and all this stuff, but I was always told, like, I was never taught about like, you know, spirits living on after they die or ghost or whatever it may be and we're watching um res dogs right now on Hulu. Oh, so good oh yeah so and it's, it's amazing and it's basically just following these teenagers on a these native american teenagers on a reservation mm -hmm. and almost recently we've gotten into episodes about like more of this the common spirits that they might mm -hmm. see or just like a random like spirit folklore. or folklore uh, kind of creature that they'll see in the woods. And it's not like, oh, let's go like, Oh uh, yeah. They'll talk about it, scaring them, but then they'll dive like the 16 year old will just be like, Oh, well maybe that was so-and-so, or maybe that means we should do this. Or, you know, they just like are very accepting and understanding that it's a very real part of their history and of their culture and of their day-to-day -day life. Same with like, day of the dead like they talk about it so openly um you know just like yep this is when your abuela is going to come back and say hello to us and yeah. uh we just need to remember her and the spirit world is like so thin mm -hmm. uh you know to be able to connect to then i can't imagine i cannot imagine my parents talking to me as a child being like well tomorrow the spirit world veil is going to be so thin so we need to think about our loved ones like if i could never see them having an open mind to really yeah. say something like that you know and 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 that's honestly like um 
one of those things is that if you go to a place where most people will talk openly about ghosts and stuff like that, or not just ghosts, just any energetic magic, um, any kind of like uh, occulty type stuff, it will be around more. Like even people with skeptics will be able to approach some people and be like, okay, I want to see a spirit. And then a spirit walks out. You know what I mean? Like, but that's one of those, like, um, those things is just that's why there's in so many traditions there's just like this walkabout like go around the world and absorb things like see what different cultures like like highlight and bring out and like what they can teach you the perspectives that can shift you to me like i i like the rational like the rational way of seeing things is you can get to truth in any path if you want to completely work rationally it's like i can only build on top of what i can absolutely prove mm-hmm. you're eventually going to get to every facet of truth that there is mm-hmm. it's just a longer way around than using rationality and coupling it with uh, intuitive sense like you were saying the characters on res dogs a lot of times they would see something spiritual and interpret it as something like personal in their lives mm-hmm. that actually like oh and you know you could argue that it's just like the same thing that happens in our dreams um where we're like our our brain is putting stuff together while we're like not thinking about it and it's kind of going hey here's this symbolic uh movie about what i think you should do about this problem Mm -hmm. and we either pick up on it or we don't Um, i think in america too there's a real issue with kind of accepting a quote unquote worldly view and, and taking that walk. And cause I know for me, like getting to travel to say Tokyo and different countries and even just different parts of the U S being somebody who's from the South that really opened up my mind to believing in new experiences and things that I w- was taught maybe that wasn't necessarily the right way to think yes. or live, you know? And I think that's why we have so much culture war, in our country is because people lack those experiences to find commonality, whether it's like in the spiritual world or just, Hey, this person, you know, loves a type of person that I can't relate to. So therefore I I refuse to under, you know, I mean, it's, I think all that stuff is relevant. Um, That is absolutely. I agree. So hard wholeheartedly with that. I think it's because they also starve us of certain things. So like we're constantly hungry because we can't get enough time around our families. Mm -hmm. We can't get Uh enough time for our own hobbies. We have to like, quote unquote, earn every moment of our lives. And we can't even sleep enough, which is those are cult tactics. Keep them from sleeping, keep them from getting the full nutrients. They can't get enough strength or think enough to actually disagree with you. Even like maternity leave in the U.S. is like, you have to take out social security or something like that to, mm-hmm. to really get paid. I mean, you guys oh. might know more about that since the two of you have children and we don't, but that isn't that right. Like it's not even like yeah. it's time paid off or paid time off. You have to like literally take out disability checks yeah. from the government or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Devin, I have a question. So I had an experience. I want to say maybe it was last Tuesday. Um, Well, I mean, I I use experience loosely, but it was something that hasn't happened in a long time. And so we do have so many mediums and psychics come on and Devin's even said it as well that, you know, they believe that everybody has the capacity to have some of these things happen or um, intuition to experience things. So I've tried to, in those moments where I feel a premonition coming on or, um, you know, or, uh, if I feel like, uh, what do you call it? When you feel like you've already had this a deja vu or mm-hmm. feel deja vu or whatever, instead of just being like, Oh, that's that thing. And moving on with my life. Now I'm trying to really sit in those moments and, and feel it one, because we have a ghost podcast. So it's good for us to do that. But two, just cause it's something I'm really curious about. So anyway, Tuesday, I'm trying to sleep, can't sleep, which is not unusual for me. And I have a, uh, night terror or, uh, I, you know, I see the spider, the thing that I've talked about for a while, it happens really infrequent now, but it did happen to the point where like, I was on my knees in the bed, watching it go up the wall. And I knew it wasn't real. And I reached out to try to get it. And then I woke quote unquote, woke up. Um, so it wasn't there obviously. And then I lay down and tried to sleep. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but like sometimes when you close your eyes and you're in the dark room, you can almost see like flashes of color or light. Oh, yeah. um, you know what I'm talking about? So I was like following those, um, 
don't know if you call it like stars or whatever that is, but I was like kind of chasing it with my eye, trying to get a hold of it. And then it had happened and I saw clear as day, like a shining outline of a woman's face, um, almost as if she was like on a coin or something. Like it was that kind of outline. And I've never had that happen where it just, it sat where I could see it. Usually when that happens, it just keeps moving around and then it's gone and I'll fall asleep. So I'm curious, like, do you think that's just a phenomenon? Like it was all in that same night where I also had the, the spider night terror thing. And then I had this thing where I could see that woman. Cause I've heard, or we've all heard like psychics and mediums say that they get like flashes of images or, you know, that kind of stuff kind of rotate through them. And I didn't know if that's what they're talking about, or I don't know. I just kind of wanted your general thoughts on what that could have been. Um, I, I have a, I have a couple thoughts. I mean, like definitely my first very much thought is that, um, something noticed you were perceiving it. So it was just going, Hey, you, you're right. I am here. You're looking at me, especially with the fact that it started to, once it noticed that you were getting your attention on it, it started to be, and I would wonder like, what, how did you perceive the face and slash, like, what feelings did it give you? Um, that's a really good question. I was extremely curious mm -hmm. and then felt very satisfied once I was able to see what this thing was that was kind of dancing around in my uh, peripheral vision. And then once, once I did see it, I was at peace and then I've, I went, fell asleep, you know, yeah. I, I kept it on as long as I could because I wanted to see if something was going to happen. Uh, and it just kind of turned and focused on me and then it was gone and I, I was asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that, uh, a lot of people would describe what you just described as like the first steps for astral projection. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like when you find that liminal space and start to like, kind of like consciously be there. Mm. So the fact that like, which is, we're kind of forced into that liminal space. So, uh, so much of the time, like, you know, night terrors, that's that liminal space. And right. like, I hesitate to say that like all night terrors are an entity, but uh, I also will never say that they're not because right. like so much stuff happens around night terrors and like so many people have night terrors of like the same entities. Like you guys have probably heard about the hat man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I talked to someone right, yes. two weeks ago that saw the hat man and they had never heard of it in their life. I was like, there's a whole documentary about this. And so I really crazy. thought I so ruined bizarre. I really Wait, what's the dead. documentary? Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary either. What is that? We've only heard about it from like the podcast. So many <laughs> so who are like, oh, and then this guy with a big hat. We're like, it's oh like, yeah, it's the hat like man. Hat, you know. it's like <laughs> Uncle Hattie. Hattie. Uncle Hattie. Hat man, trench coat man, mm -hmm. or uh -huh. tall. The tall man, yeah. Mm -hmm. tall man. Um, there was one. Well, well Slenderman, I don't know if people think because the hat man, Slenderman's different. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know okay. where Slenderman comes from. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say like, I don't, I know anything about entities. Like, I think if you believe in Slenderman, it makes Slenderman real in some respect. Cause I think that a lot of entities are just th things that are beyond our perception, adopting a perception that we've, that it, they've kind of scraped from our subconscious. Like a, just a like, bug art or whatever from Harry yeah, Potter, right? Not even to be scary, but just to be like, I think this is the closest that you can get mm. to understanding me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, can you tell us, cause, cause I, I don't know if we've ever really done a deep dive into this and I'm, I don't know a lot about it, but can you explain to us what astro projecting is? Astro projecting. Um, well, it, there's a lot of, oh, and this goes back to kind of something I wanted to say before and about like moving into cultures and cultures that like lend credence to like this kind of the etheric world around us. Um, you see, once you start to actually like, okay, let me look into Japan. Let me look into um, the medicine cultures of Southern America. Let me look into India and let me look into either eat also like the Western esoteric tradition, the, the idea of like a center column and there being uh points on that center columns of energies like the chakras are in every culture and so many of the cultures even have the same patterns of 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 color like red at the bottom orange yellow green blue indigo violet sometimes like a gold light and then you know a lot of them have above chakras that connect you to the rest of the universe but like like the the roy g biv being like right here and 
like cultures that have never been contacted is is mind blowing. Uh, Wait, what I, would be like a like the Western equivalent of that? Oh, the middle pillar, um, like Kabbalah and uh, Western esoteric traditions that kind of come from Mesopotamia and Kabbalic magic traditions. So stuff like, uh, have you guys ever heard of the Order of the Golden Dawn? Uh, I don't oh. think so. The, the Golden Dong? <laughs> got him. The Order of the You know what? You're Woo! not far off because they did a lot of sex stuff and they probably okay. had golden Sweet. phalluses all the up. The best orders always did. Yeah, it's all about yeah. magic is if you start picking up magic books, like 60% of every book is like, and then you like have sex or screw <laughs> off. And then you're like, oh, that's this is part of all of them. Okay. You know what I mean? But I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, oh, sorry, I threw you off track. But we were talking about astral projection. Astral projection, and not so like, like chakras. Astral projection is this other thing, and you know, people will call it out of body experiences. But I think mm. that's a bit of a misnomer. And as far as my understanding through experience and like uh, people that I've talked to and, and read about it, and like, of course, you can't take everything at face value, but you will see like people with different experiences like matching up on certain things if they're actually mm. giving it a shot and god's honest truth is many people who i respect will attest that you can get to a level with astral projection where you can concretely perceive an out-of-body experience but it's either spontaneous or you have to spend a very very long time working up to it because my experience with general with astral projection is that i get into a space like you were you were describing. And then slowly I start to go, okay. Uh, and they'll give you tips. They'll say, look at your hands. You know what I mean? Um, because this, the lucid dream and uh, lucid dreaming and astral projecting are very similar in technique and you could do very similar things. Uh, like uh, I read this one book, uh, not book, but article about um, um, the dream beliefs of, uh, of a tribe in Southern America. And they very, would every morning be like, okay, what were your dreams? And he's like, they would say, my spirit walked about and did these things, but they would say it as if like it actually happened. That's what the spirit was doing. They would say it without any kind of judgment. And they would like all discuss like, you know, very seriously, like, should they be careful of like not going to the jungle? Cause like there's a warning of like, it's, it's always stuff that's very uh, pertains directly to the person that's mm doing the dreaming but anyway like um that's just an example of like cultures that like uh that take this very seriously but like it's if you practice that you go to sleep with intention that if like and you start practicing by at, during the day like looking at your hand then the the habit would be like if you're in a dream state you look at your hand and the whole thing about looking at your hand is that in dream states uh it can't figure out what your hand looks like so your hand will have extra fingers or move weird mm. or your hand won't look like your hand. And you'll be like, okay, I'm not in my body right now. And then you can kind of do what you want. A lot of times what I've experienced, if I can get in a really good flow, I can be like, take me here. And then I'm just there. And it's a little bit of like, at that point, trusting that the info, like, cause you don't, it, the more you do it, the more you'd be like, okay, when I see these things, I can tell that this actually happened or that this might be symbolic. Uh, and then like even the, the CIA, if you look up their um, declassified uh, papers on their own website about remote viewing in the Mon Monroe Institute, hmm. they'll spell out their process that they developed for getting people to like get information that like at the end of their experiments was about 60 to 80% accuracy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Which is more than... Um, more than just like, what do you call it? Uh, when you build something's error into an experiment. Oh, like a confidence interval? Something like that, yeah. Let's go with that, that sounds smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, why yeah. do some people get so scared about um, astral project? I mean, is it safe? Like, should people try this? My fear of it, which I don't really, I don't, I don't really believe in it, but like, I am like fully informed of it by Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which tells us that, if you're astral projecting and birds start showing up, that means you got to get back to your body or else you're going to be stuck. like. That. Oh, right. They do that in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yep. And I don't know uh, if any of that is based off of like any like 
historical belief or anything, but I've never heard of that. Sorry to shit on Sabrina. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I was pretty sure Sabrina was very accurate to Wiccan culture, but I guess not. Devin, um, are you asleep or are you awake when when you're you are after projecting? Yeah, I'm in between. Okay. Uh, I've had like dreams where I'm walking around my house and then I open my door and I'm like, who's asleep in my bed? And then I'm like, oh, that's me. And then I wake up in my uh, body, like looking at the door. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah uh that's happened a couple of times and i just i personally you know it could be anything i personally chalk that up to like i was just walking around you know what i mean not in my body because like in my head i've had like really intense what do we talk about what do we talk about a lot when we're asleep uh, sleep paralysis yes and to the point where it's like in my dream i'm having sleep paralysis and trying and there's a like a, a ghost or a spirit i'm staring at in my dream and i'm yelling to JJ to wake me up. And then I suddenly wake up, but I'm in sleep paralysis again, but I'm actually awake this time. Mm, yeah. When, when do you, when do you draw the line of like, what is fucked up brain stuff with sleep? Here's the thing. I would not, draw, I would not draw the line there. Like, I think if you have those dreams where you're waking up a bunch of times, like something's trying to get through and tell you something, that's my personal belief. Um, you know what I mean? But the thing is like, like I say, you can kind of come to the same understanding if you understand anything well enough, you can come to the same truth with any knowledge. Yeah. Like if you were to break yourself down psychologically enough, you could discover the same demon that you're perceiving kind of, if not that you're perceiving a demon, but a lot of people have those sleep paralysis entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you like think spider. this maybe is kind of leading into the spider thing? Cause I just like, I'm, I think dreams are, are fascinating. And I'm mm. wondering, like, do you think a lot of our dreams are like, um, like messages trying to like be sent to us? Uh, uh, yes, I think a lot of them are. And the more you pay attention to them, the more they will be important. However, there are definitely dreams that are just your brain just doodling. Okay. Um, follow up. Dreams where my teeth fall out because I get a lot of all those. the time. Like like last night, actually. Is that just my brain doodling, or am I gonna have fucked up teeth issues? And isn't that an anxiety it's, thing? It's or? never. Yeah, yeah. That's what people say for that one in particular because a lot of people anxiety. Um, um, it, I'd say that's your subconscious trying to uh, give you a message. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd say specifically not just anxiety, but the kind of anxiety that if you don't, it's tr- your some part of your brain is that you're saying that if you don't take care of yourself, it's not going to be your choice anymore. Mm. Uh, so it's at the same time being the anxiety that you're feeling, but and it's it's it it is kind of I I would personally interpret that as a message from your subconscious to be like take better care of yourself, not My necessarily just teeth, but I, like, mean, I think it's using teeth as an example of something that could go wrong when you're not paying attention to it. I have not been to a dentist since 2014, just Ooh. full transparency. So it probably is my subconscious going. You're the bravest wait, person I know. To admit the wait, wait, both of you are acting really shocked, but I think that's the same for me too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, this is not shock. This is shame. I haven't been to the dentist since 2008. Okay. No comment. All of the dentists listening to this podcast are so probably just sorry. tuning off right now. Like they're just yeah. uh, ripping their steering wheels. Okay, two things. The first thing is my reoccurring dream is that there's like a ton of chewing gum in my mouth and I cannot get it out of my mouth. Like mm. I am and I don't know if that's because like maybe I'm sleeping with my mouth open and my mouth's really dry. But the whole dream is me just like constantly trying to get gum out of my mouth. And I feel like I'm like choking or something. I just looked it up and someone was like, uh, just tons of gum in your mouth and you can't get it out. Uh, this dream expert says you're experiencing some indecision or some powerless or frustration. Yeah, it's a little bit hard, to, I think, to to say what they're trying to say, because, you know, yeah. you want people to understand you and you don't know who you're talking to. But like, it's like that that article I was talking about before, they they would discover in their own culture, like if you see a snake in your dream, it doesn't necessarily mean snake, but it does mean watch out for threats that you might not see coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess what we're trying to, what I think we have in dreams is this kind of subconscious language that's trying to figure itself out. 
Yeah. So you have that universal symbol of the teeth falling out. And to me, when you first tell me, like, I think about what the gum is doing to like what gum should be is that it's a little treat. It's sweet for a little while. You chew it. It doesn't go anywhere, but you just spit it out when you're done with it. So this big collection of gum of, of stuff that shouldn't have been bothering you for too long is now choking you and keeping you like, wow. it's a lot of little things that shouldn't have been a big deal building up because you're, you just keep, you just keep throwing, going through the process of trying to, uh, of, of chew everything and hold everything in once. And you're or not like keeping, expressing myself and I'm exactly. not. Exactly. Well, it's, it's keeping you from expressing yourself, but what, and it's, I think the message here is like, just let go, let go of little things at a time. Don't keep, yeah. don't keep accumulating the things that are eventually going to keep you from asking from help for help. Maybe it's like all the times I didn't ask our ghost in our room about <laughs> what's going on, how she's doing. Yeah. Not asking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. just be like, the ghost doesn't care. Okay. We got to get to the spider though, also, because this is on the podcast. So spiders I, I have my own personal feelings but i i do kind of want to ask the same question like you've had a long time experience with this spider mm -hmm. uh what are the feelings in the room when you see the spider so it used to be fear 100 mm -hmm. fear i used to like uh i would throw myself out of the bed and i would fully wake up like on the floor now this past week when it happened it's the first time i've ever been able to reach through the sleep paralysis and like get on my knees in the bed and watch it go up the wall and then i was like you know what spider i'm gonna catch you and so <laughs> i just reached out and tried to get it and then it was like all of reality not broke but the fake reality or you know whatever that was that layer closed and then i was back in um to reality that's never happened before but wait 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 wait! i haven't heard this so you are in a sleep paralysis episode you see the spider but then you're able to get up on like that, you you are physically not just like dream version of you but physically yeah. you're on your knees and you still see the spider yeah because i was sleeping during the daytime because uh, of my weird schedule and I, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know if that changed it or what, but I was able to get up on my knees and then, and, it, and that was almost what kind of started to freak me out because I was like, maybe it is a real spider because I can move. But then when I reached out to it and it was the same like tarantula looking spider that I always see is like a big ass spider. And I was like, it's that fake spider. So I was like, I'm just going to reach out. Spider. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to reach out and we're going to see what happens when you, we touch. Uh, I'll say this. You did the exact right thing. I, I'm sure that that thing was scary, but in my estimation, I think, um, I think that spiders are not usually bad entities. They're usually entities that are challenging entities and they're, they usually have more to do with your personal journey. I think this thing has been challenging you and it's been challenging you to, uh, to like kind of face it. And you did, you said, I'm going to chase you. And then all of a sudden it was game over. It was like, no, no, you broke the rules because you, you, you went through that layer. This is just my, like theory, but I do think that that whether it's an expression of your subconscious and your subconscious fears, I do think you took the first step on like, not just letting it, it, it be not just letting it scare you into submission or throw you off your own bed. Like for me in my own personal experiences and when people have had had entities like this, there's a lot of stories of things of them being like, okay, I've seen you enough. And then all of a sudden they either like uh, are in full consciousness and everything's different or the thing just dips. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's what usually like it's been a, since it's been happening for, I guess like 20 years now, mm. um, that's kind of been the more normal trend. I will see it kind of be like, Ooh, and then be like, Oh, it's that spider. And then quote unquote, go back to sleep. This is the first time where I was like, Nope, we're going to touch tips and see what happens. And then yeah. it just disappeared. If you can touch remember, it all, I keep, keep pursuing that because I wouldn't be surprised if this thing uh, started helping you after okay. because a lot of times like a nancy not that you necessarily know anything about the like, trickster god the trickster god exactly well even, i only know Loki, yeah exactly well that's where i first heard of a nancy too but like a lot of trickster spirits are associated with spiders and mm. it's like they give us this creepy feeling but only a couple of them are poisonous and most of them get rid of a lot of pests that help us okay you know what i mean 
like yeah. I've been doing some spooky stuff with my with my uh, my friend Luke Loki. You know what I mean? Giving him offerings uh, and talking to them. I think that they're. I personally think that they're gender fluid, but I also think deity work kind of like they blend with you and your perception of them. So Interesting. that like it at you if you connect to a deity, you all also lend your voice into like the what a deity is. In my opinion, is just like a collection of everybody's belief and investment into that thing. Mm-hmm. But, well, I'm curious, since you've been a father, have you felt your paranormal activity increase or decrease or has it kind of stayed the same? Has it affected it at all? It definitely increased uh, oh, wow. and definitely around Ren. Like before I put him to sleep now, I, I do like little prayers and little rituals to uh, call things like archangels. Like I, I, I talked to the archangel Michael, which is not, it's not, that's not a, a Christian belief of mine, but archangels predate archangels technically have their roots in Mesopotamia. I think like ancient mm-hmm. Sumeria. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's besides the point I'll do that because I've noticed that like when I just put him to bed, I've seen like black figures just like walk into the bedroom. I'm like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? And that's literally what I'll do. I was like, why does this keep happening? But I think it's because he's very intuitive. He's got a little magnifying brain on his, like a magnifying glass on his third eye. And so things kind of like want to be around him slash some things in my estimation want to feed off of him, Hmm. which Hmm. is, I think what happened to me when I was a kid. So it's not too much. JJ, do you have a magnifying glass on your little eye? Uh, no, I, I have no third, my third eye has astigmatism and they don't make glasses <laughs> that, uh, cover my third eye. I think your third eye has a little eye patch on it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think so. I, and I think uh, one of those, one of those <laughs> sorry, what'd you say? Oh, one of those kaleidoscopes that like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish that was, sounds really fun. I mean, little piece of tape. it feels like there's one, but, um, usually, usually not. Devin, I feel like we could talk to you forever. And I feel like you have just had, you know how we were talking earlier about like the more experiences that you have, the more you can like understand and relate with other cultures. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's you, but with like the paranormal or spiritual world, like you just, I could talk to you forever just to like learn more about your perspectives on things. Cause I've just never experienced this stuff. And something I'll never forget is a story you told me like years ago, which I don't um, believe that you've shared on the podcast. It's okay with you if you don't um but it was about an angel um and i would kind of love to hear it again if you're up for telling it yeah absolutely i have a couple experiences with what i would call angels uh mm-hmm. so do you remember what this one like was this when i was a kid or did this have uh-huh. to do with my mom uh it had to do with this angel and the end being like no okay yes i know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. uh that's actually very funny that you brought that up um because i think i learned more about what i what that was and i think that's what that's why i started talking to loki um because it it goes to a a whole thing which has to do with my like you know me kind of going into those states and like asking um but anyway yeah i'll tell that story um, so I have struggled a long time with very bad depression, uh, to the point where it, I've been suicidal and I've attempted suicide, uh, many, many times. Uh, it's, it's a hard process. And if you're going through it out there, um, I can, I can only tell you that from my experience, I know that when I'm in that space, all I can see is that like, this is my life. I've always been like this, but it's your brain and if you can just mm. hunker down and go to sleep or not go to sleep just like if you can't sleep like walk around the block if you can just get through the next couple hours there's going to be a minute where it's a bit easier uh and then it's it's a you know something is more likely to make you laugh something is more likely to like if you just talk about your feelings out loud to be like maybe that wasn't so crushing as i thought it was I, i'm not out here to be like i know your situation i'm just saying give it some time. And that's kind of essentially what the story is about, because this is, this was one of my worst times in my life, um, especially when it came to like my mental illness. Um, And my 
personal belief uh, is that it kind of like how I explained earlier is that everything has a you can get knowledge about a subject through different means scientific means rational means psychic means emotional means mm-hmm. you know like therapy kind of helps you with emotional and mental stuff hopefully both at the same time but what i why people are naturally drawn to spirituality is because it taps into that third like that other identity we, we have our, ourselves as spiritual beings like whether you believe it or not like the the human brain there's still a chunk of brain that's purely dedicated to like uh to faith you know what i mean uh it, it lights up more if someone believes that that part of their brain is more active if they believe in something even atheists have that part of their brain that lights up when they're arguing for complete atheism mm-hmm. Um, and do your independent research. I know I say things very confidently, but that's just because <laughs> I'm just talking as I'm thinking. Um, which is to say, I, I, my I personally believe my mental struggles had partially to do with the fact that I had entities that had it out for me. You know what I mean? And I, if your listeners uh, remember my old story, like, the the too long did not read is that uh, I was stalked in my own home by something that would follow me and kind of torture me and and appear in my dreams uh, and I think at a certain point it started to get inside and you know I also you know I have abuse in my family there's a lot of reasons why I have mental health problems and I'm not saying that if you have mental health problems it's demons definitely go the therapy route first Right. But also, it, there's no bad reason to ask yourself, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and the best, the best thing to do is always everything you can. It's, it's therapy and medicine and spirituality. And not just one, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just comfortable with spirituality. It's not going to get you there like uh, everything is going to. Which right. um, is just, I'm just trying to like, cover my bases because like it I do think that some things were dragging me down so uh I was also in an abusive relationship so and I was also in college and I have ADHD and a lot of bad things were going yeah. but what I was doing is that pretty much every night I was going down to my basement and I was trying to hang myself uh and I would get I would practice it essentially like I would eventually climb off um I would eventually climb off and like, this is too painful. I'm too scared. I can't do it. But then it got worse and worse. And then I started ordering uh, stuff online. I'm not going to exactly describe the process, but I ordered material to make it easier. Um, So so I wouldn't be so scared. There wouldn't be so much pain. Like this thing was going to work. And I started, uh, I I assembled what I needed to assemble. And then I put it together and then I started to go to sleep. Uh, and I, I, was, I was going to sleep in a way where you don't know you're going to sleep until something happened, like out of the darkness, which I didn't even realize I was perceiving this horrible, horrible face like came like almost like an angler fish with like the, the like a ghastly white light shining down its face and its face stretched open and its eyes were like like deep down but they were also like yellow and like screaming and like I, I don't know but like its eyes were I didn't hear anything but its eyes were screaming like and it filled me like I wasn't in my body, but I felt like I could feel my spine like separating and slamming together, like just from like the, the tightness in my back. And, and it's like its mouth like dropped open and it had these sharp teeth. And I was so scared of this face that was coming out at me. I completely ripped apart the thing that was the, the apparatus that I had constructed, I completely ripped it apart and I just started gasping for breath. And I was like crying and I was like, what the fuck was happening? What the hell was that? Uh, and uh, I eventually went to sleep. And at some point I got the message. At, at the time I called it an angel, 
And I still believe it is because um, I believe that it was an entity that some people would call angels and it was angry with me and trying to scare me awake and out of my situation. Like it was like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't believe in guardian angels in that sense, but something took it upon itself to say, Hey, Devin, fuck you. You want to see what this is? This is what it is. And it scared the shit out of me hmm. and wow. it saved my life. And at that moment, I didn't know I was getting my life saved. I was like, this fucking demon is rising up from hell to like, just fill my entire being with fear. But it was so that I would rip the thing off my face. Um, And it just, it gave me that time to go, wow, that was close. I was asleep. I was comfortably asleep. I was not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. But something got me out of there. Something got my body to move. Um, How long after you like came out of that was it that like you kind of started thinking of it in that way of like this angel that saved your life was it like almost immediate or was it like i i i i I was crying um and i i can't quite remember because i was in kind of a traumatic state and i was kind of in a state but it was either I either felt like something was it, whatever it was, was kind of sorry for doing it that way. Like having to scare you. So yeah. So um, Cause I, I got, you get impressions and, and the impression because I was in that space was it had been with me for a long time. It had been watching me do this for a long time. It had got me through a lot of things and in a way like it, it, it was showing me also like, the thing that I had created, you know what I mean? Like, like the pain, like I, no one could look at me and see what I was going through, Yeah. but it was showing me, you know what I mean? It was like in just one simple image that it's burned in my brain. Like I can remember it's needle, like clear teeth. It's like, it's, it's like almost like silicone mouth pulled over. It looked like, it looked like it, it's jaws had been like ripped open. uh, And it like, like uh, like a, not a Glasgow smile, but just all, fl- it just looked like a horribly demonic, but also mm-hmm. tortured being, which um, I had a dream lately that I saw that thing again, but it was, so you, you, you know, the, the myth of Loki in after he killed Balder. Um, and I think Loki we do and, not know this myth. So you're going to have to, the, we know like nothing. Thor's brother Loki. It's a little. That's a that's a Marvel thing. Him being Thor's brother. Oh, okay. I'm being sorry. Thor's brother. But also- no, no, you're not exactly wrong because a lot of the stuff that we get North mythology from is Christian translations. So a lot of the actual different, like it's up in the air. Like Loki changed a lot over time, and no one's actually really too sure. I'm gonna have to dip because uh, Ren just woke up out of nowhere. It's okay. We can uh, take it from here, but. Thanks for sharing that. That was um, very deep. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I I can't even begin to imagine or process the pain you went through. And I'm so thankful that you are who you are and that we know you and we love you so much. And thank you. Hopefully this is reaching someone who is out there struggling and, and knows that it's okay. Just got to get to that other side and that they're not alone. Yeah. Just a little bit at a time. It's, it sucks. And I know it sucks. If you hear this, I know it sucks. Um, I can't tell you it doesn't suck and that it's not going to suck again, but I can tell you just, just a little bit at a time until you can get an edge on your own. You know what I mean? Just try to, just try to go to sleep. Just try to get through the next couple hours. It's, it's always, there's always going to be that time where you yourself would be like, okay, I can do something about this. I can make the next step. Uh, and I love you. Other people love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye guys. All right, go take well, care of that thank baby. You, and I will. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, literally anytime. I love your podcast. Love being on it. Uh, hi, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. I love you too. Bye, yeah. Dev. Bye, Dev.
This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just kind of shake off a little bit. I know. When you told me forever ago, it was a time I was really going through a lot of like my own like faith battle, like just what I believed in and this kind of thing. And it really stuck with me full first. Cause like, Holy crap, like what an intense experience. Um, and it was just like, it, I, I mean, it just moved me in so many ways of like, first off, he's strong enough to talk about that yeah. and willing to share it. And, um, I know it's probably a very sensitive topic, but it is something that's not talked about a lot. So it is, it is nice that I, I think it's a good thing that we're able to talk about it openly and, and see it from those sides. Um, but the thing that stuck out to me was like, you know, my whole life, I was kind of taught about like this stereotypical angel, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe white lights. Yeah. And maybe they're looking out for you and yeah, maybe they're a little strict and stubborn or maybe they're guarding the gates or whatever, but I was like, probably we were probably driving back from Greenville, I think is when it was. And he was like, well, you'd be shocked that angels aren't really like this picture perfect thing. Like here's my, and then he told me that story of what it was. And it's not like the angel was trying to harm him. He, that if it was an angel, it was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm going to trying to save his life out of yeah. you to be like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's, I've been, mm. I, when we first had him on, I was, I, I wanted him to tell that story, but it's not something that you can just be like, tell the sure. story. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that that story will help, you know, some people that are going through things, you know, not necessarily that they're going to have that same experience, but just to know that they're not alone and you can make it through things, you know, with or without a scary experience. I mean, there's still other side to look forward. And, and, you know, Devin has always been pretty connected with that side of him. So it's unfortunate for a lot of people who maybe don't have, a place to put that energy or a place to connect with or people looking out for them or, or, you know, you may not see that or see this or feel that or feel this. Um, so that being said, like, you know, there's always people out there to help. There's always, um, hot hotlines and people to call and, and things to really focus on if you're struggling with something. And if you ever need to reach out to us on Instagram or anything like that, we're happy to help connect you. Uh, wherever you are as well. Yeah. Well, something that I 
really admire about Devin is I feel like a lot of times there's this conflict between people, like, especially when it comes to mental health of people who, you know, want you to just pray about it and like seek the spiritual route to, um, to get through it. Um, and that those people are very anti-pharmaceuticals, anti-non-spiritual therapists. Um, and I feel like, like Devin is, is so open about just like, no, like take all the help where you can get it. Um, you know, and I know like for me personally, I've always had this kind of internalized shame about taking medicine for brain things. And it's so stupid. Once, once you just get over that and start like taking some, well, at least in my experience, you know, started taking some medicine, it's like, well, like, why, why did I do this? So I, I think it's for people who like are, are going through those things. Um, and you know, don't kind of have that connection to this other world that Devin has that there, there are other avenues for help as well. Well, and because not to make this a brain chemistry podcast, but like just how some people are born with better vision or worse vision or better hearing or worse hearing in my therapy world, it's like your sensory systems, but with your brain, it's like, we are constantly, your brain is constantly firing off these neurotransmitters and different chemicals. And, and it's very, very common to have an imbalance or have more of this neurotransmitter or less of this one, which can cause different things, uh, depression or ADHD or bipolar, schizophrenia, et cetera, like all these things. So it, it, there's no shame in the game. We are very pro understanding mental Yeah. Health. I mean, I've, I've talked about it on the podcast, but during the pandemic, I, um, saw I quote unquote saw a therapist. I talked to a therapist on the phone yeah. and then ended up getting a Lexapro, um, prescription. And I mean, that's been a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, not that I, had severe depression or anything, but it certainly helped with anxiety and just living what I would call a more, uh, rewarding life. You know, once you can kind of get your brain chemistry in a healthier place, it certainly makes it a lot easier to do all the other things. Um, and, it yeah. is, and it's absolutely incredible that we have things that can help our brain produce more or less of these things that can help us live a more like well-rounded quality of life, life. Right. Yeah. Especially when like, if you've had a crazy childhood that infects you the rest of your, you know, there are things that, that affected us that we didn't get a say in. And it's great that we have tools like therapy and medicine, um, spiritual guidance, whatever, whatever you want to use. It's, it's great that we have these things to, help us in our adulthood because life doesn't necessarily get easier the older you yeah. get, you know? And that being said, like we are obviously not doctors or professionals in any of these topics. So well, you are a therapist, but I know, but not, not like a mental a, health therapist. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, that being said, like definitely reach out to your doctor or, or a therapist or psychiatrist or whoever it may be, um, to get, all your answers for, for those questions, but we are in support of you. Yeah, Absolutely. Probably like refer people to some helpline yeah, or- for sure. And before we get out of here, I do want to let the listeners know Kat and JJ and I actually randomly got to see each other in person last night and share yeah. um, hugs. We are all vaccinated and, and masked and all that stuff, but yeah, we finally got to hug each other and see each other in person. It has been a little over a year and a half, I think since that's happened. So, I mean, it, it was really a gift and it's funny how you take things for granted when they happen all the time. And then, especially when you're not expecting it at all. And it's just like, wow, this is what it used to feel like when I could just see my friends. <laughs> I would like to say that Noah hugged me and picked me up, which is a huge feat. Uh, anyone's picked me up in like 15 years. So I was excited. Yeah. You know. The last time I saw Noah in person, we just stood 20 feet apart and yelled at each other. I mean, I like angrily like threw a microphone in your so car. Yeah. Yes. I came by to pick up a microphone from your porch and then we just talked to each other from 20 yeah. feet apart. Yeah, going, it's, Is the world ending? It's, um, yeah. It's, it it's, didn't, thankfully. It didn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay. That was. That was really nice. Well, fans, make sure you, you know, check out everything we've got going on. Kat has been killing it as usual on the reels. She went viral. Um, we're recording this Sunday 
the 12th of September. She went viral the other day on there and people really enjoy the stuff she's doing on there and TikTok. Of course, you can always follow that at Real Hauntings Podcast on both of those. People still email us, even though you can reach us on Instagram um, and TikTok, but we still get a lot of emails and our email, of course, is realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. We love bringing fans on, so reach out to us. Is uh, 3,000 views technically considered going viral? If it is, that's me. That's your girl. I think so. I think we got a lot of followers from that. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't have... 3,000 followers. So, not followers, 3,000 views. Right. But, like, yeah. So, that's, is that better than having 3,000 followers? I don't know. We don't know, guys. We just want to talk about ghosts and we're trying to get it out there. So, tell your friends. We are going to end this episode. We love you all. We can't wait for the next one. Um, This has been Real Hauntings Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm JJ. I'm Noah. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.